Hello, everyone. My name is Josh. With me is Devon, and this is the Unrelated Brothers podcast, where there is something for everyone. What a great weekend for football. Devon, what do we got? Well, to start us off, I think we're going to cover the one uh, one o'clock games. And um, just to jump right in it, we'll go ahead and tackle the uh, Buffalo versus Atlanta game. Uh, you know, didn't see a lot that I liked out of Josh Allen there. Three picks. Uh, bright spot for Atlanta. Kyle Pitts uh, breaking the uh, rookie yards mark. And I think that if Buffalo can keep that kind of running game going uh, and clean up some of the mistakes in the passing game, I think they could make a pretty deep run in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, I think those are a lot of ifs for me right now. And um, that's kind of the way I look at them. Yeah, Josh Allen had a very uncharacteristic game with the passing game, three interceptions, 120 yards, but he made it up on the ground with 81 yards, two touchdowns. I don't think he can sustain that in the playoffs to go far, but they did do it this week to get past the Falcons. So hopefully they'll figure it out. It was snowing. Maybe that had a big difference with it. So I don't know. We'll see. But they, they definitely need to work on the passing if they want to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um I think the biggest thing for me, uh, you know, moving forward will be if the weather in Orchard Park affects their games. Um, that'd be something I'll be interested in. But uh, but staying in New York, uh, you know, so the the Giants uh, didn't even show up to New York actually. Uh, you know, because they were way. yeah, because because they they were uh, you know, or or should I say they they never made it out of New York. Uh, you know, uh, never made it to Soldier Field and um, made the Bears look like world beaters. So, um, kind of my takeaways on on you know, what I seen out of them that was positive. Uh, Saquon Barkley breaking a hundred seems like forever that he's kind of the forgotten man. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of nice to see him do something nice. And um, I'm sure you'd be happy to give your opinion on uh, your bears. Yeah. Well, Andy Dalton is not the future. That is for sure. It We definitely need a Justin Fields for the passing situation, but luckily Montgomery, we have him, and he got it done on the ground. Got 22 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns, and, yeah, carried us to a victory. Awesome, awesome. And, uh, you know, something that I didn't expect to see probably ever, uh, you know, is uh, another game in the 1 o'clock time slot is, uh, you know, one, Brady almost losing to the Jets and needing literally a last-second drive to beat a team that, really has no business even being in a game with Tampa. Uh, you know, typical Brady does it again, beat Jets his whole career. Uh, like I said, does it again. Uh, Mike Evans looking good. Um, you know, the rest of the team just kind of doing just enough to win. Um, kind of getting a feel that, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year, but they just have too many injuries and too many issues this year. Um, obviously, one of the biggest one is uh, A.B., who – I really don't want to say too much about because we just don't know, but um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, either he's taking a couple too, uh, too many big hits or uh, there's, there's some real uh, attitude or personality issues. He, you know, he needs to work through. So I um, hope he gets the help he needs and uh, hope he gets better. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I did read to where his attitude issues did go back to college, but we have seen him take some big hits. So there is definitely a, you know, possibility there's some CTE issues. Let's hope not, but 
you know, like you said, it's it's really early to tell. Maybe we'll get more on the situation later as time goes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just a quick thing that, you know, was interesting, too, uh, that I've seen is um, today he actually put out a video before the Pittsburgh game uh, wishing, you know, Pittsburgh and, and Ben uh, a good, good shot at the game. And not only that, but he was just uh, – you know, he was, he was talking about how it just wasn't Ben's last go and you don't know Ben, he's got a lot of fight and stuff and, you know, all that. But what, what, what stood out to me is he, he called him Ben Rothisberger and, you know, he, he was kind of butchering names and stuff and, and a little bit of slur, slurred speech or, or, you know, I mean, maybe that's how he talks, but um, I don't know the guy personally, but, you know, again, it just kind of adds to the, it just adds kind of just such a, just such a strange just such a strange thing so um right don't don't expect to see it ever again and and hope not to but but like i said just you know hope he gets whatever help he needs and uh absolutely back to back to the football aspect of it uh you know i think uh i think if i had to you know a lot of people would say don't bet against brady in january but i i could see an early exit for the bucks this year so um and and staying in the division that uh that tom owned you know why don't we roll into uh the place that tom played and um the patriots absolutely decimating a uh yeah man a, a just just depleted um <laughs> unenthused jaguars team yeah it's it team is it's bad what did they, did they get clinched the number one pick again with this loss? Uh, I, I don't know offhand. Um, that's something I'd have to double check. I, I kind of wait till the last week to look at a lot of that stuff. I mean, um, if my team's doing really badly, uh, I t- typically will check out kind of draft standings. But if my team's doing well, that's usually not something I pay a lot of attention to. Um, one thing I did notate that, you know, is just kind of funny. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's commonplace, but uh you know, Bill just being Bill, uh, Bill destroys another QB or, you know, any other kind of thing you'd like to say that's kind of joking. But, uh, but yeah, Bill is actually, uh, he's eight and, uh, or well, 25 and eight. Uh, the rookies are eight and 25 against Bill. So, um, you know, oh, and for this season. And I think Zach Wilson probably had about, I don't know, eight interceptions against him in his two games. Trevor Lawrence added another uh, three today. So, or not today, but but for the game, I mean, so, um, you know, nothing new there, but, um, yeah, not, not, uh, the most impressive, uh, thing you're going to see. And, and speaking of that again, I don't know what it was about this division, just a lot of weird stuff going on and a lot of, uh, a lot of no shows. So sticking in that division, um, kind of something that I wasn't expecting to see is, uh, the Dolphins get blown out by the Titans. I mean, the Titans, I really did expect them to win. I mean, I thought that as long as they get the running game going, which they did with Deontay Foreman, uh, who had 132 yards and a tutty, um, you know, I thought that that's kind of their identity and they could they could get it done. I mean, Tannehill, total game manager, and uh, I think he's happy to do that. But uh, didn't expect the Dolphins to be so flat on offense. I mean, they made the Titans defense look, uh, you know, like the best defense in the league essentially, and um, just absolutely shut them down. And, um, you know, for a team like the Dolphins who are fighting for a playoff shot, I think uh, they pretty much just went out and laid an egg and ended their season. 
Yeah, the Titans had one job on defense, and that was to stop Tua and Jalen Waddle, and they accomplished that. And as of the result, I mean, we see the score 34 to 3. Miami couldn't get anything going, couldn't score. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when you're not able to produce on offense, you're just putting your defense out there for longer periods of time or more often. And um, I think that you know, the running game, I mean, eight carries from Hilliard, two from uh, McNichols, four from Tannehill, uh, 26 from from Foreman. I mean, I think regardless of what the numbers are, when you just start taking body blows like that repeatedly uh, in week 17 of the season, you're just going to wear down. So um, yeah. no shock there. Um, now, a game that, you know, really – similar um not not that i expected anything different actually because i i you know i figured the niners were going to win uh in houston you know obviously is is not uh not world beaters by any means but um trey lance out there definitely made it a little interesting and uh i thought actually he played really good uh 16 of 23 for 250 and a two touchdowns and an interception. Um, I've heard people, you know, talk about, or, or the fact that Shanahan already said, you know, Oh, if Garoppolo is healthy, he'd be my starting quarterback. If he's completely healthy, um, you know, quit, quit the, quit the BS Kyle. That's, that's a cop out. We already know uh, Garoppolo is probably gone. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's got this, he's got the surgery he's going to have. Um, I think that with, uh, with a young quarterback, you've got the money situation, you've got all the other aspects you can use to build your team because you're not playing that, you're not paying that large salary. Um, you know, so, so like I said, quit the BS, uh, this guy looked pretty, pretty decent against, you know, a, uh, an NFL defense. I mean, I don't care who it is an NFL defense. They're not the worst defense in the league. Um, and Quite frankly, I think Mitchell going for over 100, him returning go from a, going for over 100, Debo adding 19 in the run game, Lance adding 31 in the run game, as well as his 250 in the uh, in the pass game. I think it was just a recipe for success. And then uh, and then on the flip side, I'm in Houston. Um, Mills, another rookie fourth, you know, third or fourth rounder, I believe, um, not as highly touted, actually still performing pretty well for, um, the lack of things he has, but, uh, I mean, it's not like you expected much, much difference than what you saw him. I right. He's putting the ball in the best player on the team's hands and that's Brandon cooks. And yeah, that's all they got. Yeah, <laughs> they, no, it, I hear it. They're good. I hope they can do something in the draft to make that team better because as of right now, it, it they don't have much on the roster. Oh, so. yeah. I, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. So, uh, you know, so another game that was in the 1 o'clock hour that uh, will definitely be a little bit more important or a little bit more impactful moving forward is going to be the Raiders and the Colts game. I mean – I really didn't expect the Colts to lose this one um, at home in a game that was pivotal for the outlook of the playoffs. And surprisingly, Wentz did 
did play and they lost. I mean, I didn't expect those to both happen. I expected Wentz to either not play and them lose or Wentz to play and them to win. So the fact that that was the scenario that happened, I am, I'm definitely shocked. And uh, Taylor had a good game. I think maybe, you know, some people would argue by his standards, maybe it wasn't, you know, a top game because he barely got over, you know, basically 110 yards, but I mean, 5.4 a carry is fantastic. You can't really ask for much. Um, at this point, I'm just saying Derek Carr is a gamer, and you need to put some respect on Hunter Renfro and, and Zay Jones's names. I mean, I'm not saying that they're the top receivers in the league or or anything like that, but they 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 can play. You know what I mean? They'll they'll probably be around for you know another four or five years, you know, plus. I mean, they're 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 uh they're they're here to stay and um if this team could get a couple more pieces here and there, I mean, just, it would just be interesting. Let's put it that way. Yep. And Jonathan Taylor did surpass Edwin James for most rushing yards in a season in Indianapolis history with 1,734. So pretty, pretty big milestone there past the hall of famer actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really fantastic stuff. And, um, I think that, uh, something I'll definitely be looking forward to, you know, is, uh, in, in a, in a week where, you know, it's the extra week, uh, and, you know, there'll be teams that rest guys that have already clinched spots and, um, you know, that's going to be a recurring theme across the league. I'm sure whether a guy plays, you know, a snap, one possession, one quarter, three quarter, you know, you, you just don't know, but, um, the Raiders and the Chargers, uh, they're going to be duking it out for for their rights to the playoffs. So it'll definitely yeah. be interesting. And uh, I'm looking forward to that game, which actually got flexed into the Sunday night game. So, um, you know, circle that on your calendar because it's for all the marbles. Playoff football yeah. is here a little early. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then kind of something I didn't see coming uh, is – Philadelphia beating what I'm calling the no names or the no shows because the football team did not show up in the second half. I mean, they were pretty much blowing them out um, 16 to seven at half. And I, I say blow out just because um, I just felt like they had pretty, you know, they had control of the game and uh, they came out of that locker room flat. I mean, there's just no, no other way to say it. No heart, no fight. Um, and Philadelphia just came out and took it from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think another thing to note too, is that, uh, you know, back to what I said before about the rookies, Devontae Smith looking good. Um, just another one of the, the key pieces, uh, you know, out of this draft class, another, another guy who's putting up decent numbers throughout the season and being an intricate part of this team. And, um, Philadelphia versus the Cowboys next week, uh, is, is super interesting, mainly just because of the fact that I truly, I just, I just don't really know what to, I don't want to say what to expect, but I just, uh, I don't know the Cowboys, you know, but, you know, I, 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 
I just don't they know hate what to each make. Other. <laughs> well, yeah, and in division games, you just throw you just throw everything out. So it's just there's just really so do. much there's just so much on the line, and I, I I haven't decided yet because both teams have have clinched. So I don't know if they're going to rest their guys because the likely scenario is the Eagles play the Cowboys and then the Eagles play the Cowboys again. So it's one of those scenarios. Yeah. I I don't know. Do they rest their guys? They play their guy. You know, I mean, there's really not much on the line at that point. So it's just hard to say, but, um, you know, kind of, uh, kind of up in the air and, um, be interesting to talk about. I think we'll cover some of that on Friday, but, um, my favorite game of the one o'clock hour. And I think a lot of people would agree with me is, uh, Casey going into the jungle. I mean, Joe Burrow, I, I tell you what, that guy, I mean, he's he's Aaron Rodgers-esque. Some of those throws, there was no separation, and he just put it in a spot. And Jamar Chase, I mean, talking about rookies, that guy is a bona fide stud already. I mean, that, a bona fide yeah. stud already. I think a lot of people knew that coming into the season that once they found their connection in the NFL, it was going to be on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think a lot of people were concerned with the initial, like his little, his little comments where he was saying it was harder to see the ball because it doesn't have the lines and people were like, Oh, you can't catch. You can't catch. And the numbers he's put up are absolutely outrageous. I'm not going to get into all of them, but um, in a lot of the categories, he's either, you know, in the top five or, you know, in the top five and he's not five. You know what I mean? I mean, the guy, yeah. guy has fantastic hands. Um, great route runner uh did you see the catch where i mean he caught it i don't know six seven yards deep made a move and literally outran the entire defense i mean that is there's just you know people want to talk about how good tyreek is tyreek is good tyreek is really good but the things tyreek does are not real true things you know, to an NFL game, a lot of it's backyard football that Mahomes and the way that offense is designed can do. What Joe Burrow and Chase, you know, were doing that, that you, if, if, if Burrow gets a good line around him, he could be doing that every single game. Yeah. Every single game. And, and I mean, it, I just believe it's here to stay. I mean, Chase to me, um, I mean, he is the most explosive and pretty much complete receiver that I've seen coming out this early in a long time. I mean, I, I, I've watched football for, you know, most of my life and stuff, and I don't, I don't need to get into the numbers to get into every single guy and stuff. I mean, people can say Odell and, you know, compare him for the LSU stuff, but Odell was, was more great catches great routes uh or some freelancing routes and some great catching and you know things of that nature some explosive after the catch but just the pure speed aspect of it i mean he really reminds me of tyree kill and randy moss i mean true true burner um i remember when randy would catch some of the small small stuff and make one little juke and take off and nobody would catch him and that's just like i said that's just what it reminds me of um but uh, but enough about the Bengals. Um, you know, what do you think about Casey? I mean, they made it close. We knew it was going to be a good game from the beginning. Mahomes did Mahomes things and kept them in there. Uh, Tyreek was kind of absent. I mean, he got a lot of 
targets, but didn't really turn them into nothing. Same with Travis Kelsey. He had a touchdown, but you just didn't see the yardage like we normally did. So Bengals did a good job of shutting those main guys down. And the run game, Darrell Williams, he did pretty good. He made up for uh, what we didn't have in CEH not being there. So, Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I completely agree in that regard. And um, something that I do think is interesting is, uh, I mean, how – how often did you think in any time span at all, you know, in the last couple of years, were you going to be like, Oh yeah, you know, the chiefs were going to get into shootouts, but they were going to win those shootouts by spreading the ball around low, you know, high volume, low yardage type of situations. And, you know, the running game, you know, a physical running game. I mean, one thing that I notated that I just thought was really interesting is, um, you know, the Chiefs' physicality on the offense, uh, the offensive line, um, just some of the ways that they were running it with, like, Kelsey or, or you know, plays like that. Um, or, like you said, just, the you know, the running game and the physicality that they run with and, and not going down on one tackle. But the interesting part is on the defensive end, there was a real lack of physicality. You know, I mean, there was – several times where I felt like Jamar Chase or other guys were catching the ball. And even if they were wrapped up, weren't going down, were dragging for extra yards, were reaching, fighting for extra yards. I mean, those guys felt like they really wanted it. And the Chiefs defense was, you know, was didn't have a lot to do where I feel like, you know, on the flip side, I feel like the Chiefs offensive line was manhandling the Bengals defense the entire first half. But coming out into the second half, I don't know what it was, you know, whether it was Coach Taylor or something else, but I feel like that second half they came out and they knew what they needed to do. They knew that they needed to get done. I mean, the biggest thing to me is, you know, I mean, I think if you're if you're looking at a game and you're saying, okay, C28 in the first half against Cincinnati in the seven uh, to 17 in the in the first half, and even Cincinnati getting the ball back, I don't think anybody really expects the Bengals to win, but the Bengals defense held them to three points in the second half. How do you give up 28 in the first half and only, yeah, yeah, go ahead. The balls at the end of the game, fourth down, instead of kicking the field goal, they decided let's just go for it. Let's get this done. And they get a penalty. And then it was offsetting. So they're, Kick, all right, do we kick the field goal? No, nah, let's do it again. We're getting right. this. They were determined to win. And then, lo, lo and behold, though, they get another pass interference penalty and score on the next one. So, uh, yeah, man, yeah. I think in great. some of those great. regards, I think a lot of people said, oh, that's, you know, like, yeah, the, the refs kind of helped them win or, you know, they say other stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, you can say whatever you want. It is what it is. Um, that's That's your opinion kind of deal. But um, I, I definitely, I agree with what you said. Actually, it's funny you said that because I had texted my brother, uh, and told him, I said, I said, man, what, a, what, what a pair of stones on that coach. I mean, not only going for it, but going for it, you know, more than once in that situation. Um, especially when it had gotten down to only like a minute left after the first, like two penalties, you know, and they were still going for it, obviously. And, uh, and I'm like, man, you just kick it at that point, you know, 10, uh, KC didn't have any timeouts and, you know, in that situation, I just think, you know, you're playing with fire, but 
I mean, they, they, they did it. They made it happen. And, uh, there's, there's probably nothing, nothing better than, uh, seeing, you know, Joe Burrow smoking a, smoking a, ooh, excuse my language, <laughs> smoking a, smoking a cigar and, uh, you know, after the game and stuff. I mean, that's, that's great stuff. Had flashbacks to, you know, the national championship when he had won it and he was sitting up in the, in the box smoking one, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this matchup in the playoffs. I'm, I'm really hoping to see this matchup again. Um, I, I wouldn't mind it at all. I'd be at K at KC that next time, but I, I think with what the Bengals did in the second half, you know, I, I could see them playing again and it being like a 21, 24 type of game. And that would be, I think that would be really exciting. So uh, fingers crossed for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now a little bit of a less exciting game, two teams that certainly are not, uh, not playing for much anyway. Uh, the Seahawks drubbing the lions, um, without, you know, Jared Goff. not that it really made a big difference, but, um, Tim Boyle actually played pretty good. Former, uh, former Packers back up there, uh, 262, two tutties, did have the three interceptions. So obviously, you know, in that regard, not super efficient. Um, running game, mostly spreading the ball around. Um, nobody really made a huge impact individually, but I think collectively they did a nice job. And um Amon Ross St. Brown, um, I think he was a fourth round pick this year. Like I said, this class is just, you know, filled with studs. Um, has 111 yards on eight catches and a touchdown, um, 11 targets. So caught the majority of his targets, really impressive there. Uh, and with that, I think he had to get like 61 or something yards to break Calvin Johnson's rookie franchise uh, yards mark. So uh, he did break that as well, which I think is pretty impressive. Now people will say, oh, well, he's got a whole nother game to, you know, to extend on that. Well, no, 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 let's, let's go ahead. And you, you know, it's, it's the length of the season that is, but let's go ahead and point out the fact that he did break that mark within the same amount of games that Calvin had to play. So really impressive stuff. Um, you know, pretty awesome. And then, uh, I know you had some opinions on, um, Russell Wilson and, and Pete Carroll and such. Do you think, uh, do you think this game has any impact on that or, I don't know about this game, but I mean, it's, it's curious. He's been in trade rumors the entire year. It seems like I know he was rumored to go to the bears. It seemed like they had something worked out and then it fell through. So it's almost like they're trying to look toward the future, but you don't see him drafting anything or talking about how to replace it. So I don't know. Pete Carroll's 70. He's getting up there. So you expect it to be coming to a close and, if they foresee that, maybe they think it is time for a rebuild and do trade them off. And so we'll yeah. have to see. He could go to the Giants. I mean, it seems like they need. Yeah, a couple no, teams I think it. I think with what's going on with Deshaun Watson and stuff, you just don't know. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of potential no. things to happen. I think Rashad Penny though, um, definitely giving me some beast mode vibes here lately. Not uh, yeah, not not as explosive, but very physical big guy hard to bring down all that and i think uh i think if Pete carroll and russell and them are all together next year i think penny will be a focal point of that offense um and i think 
you know, they have a lot of good pieces. I think they would just need to add to that defense. Um, real quick, though, while we're in the division, I think actually that we had missed the uh, the L.A. Baltimore game in the one o'clock hour. So just, mm, yeah. you know, just want to dial back to that um, real quick is, uh, you know, Stafford throws another pick six. Uh, Baltimore loses another two pointer less game and falls to losing five. But I, I don't believe they've lost by you know, more than 10 points in the last five games, which is crazy to think about. But, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, Stafford ice in his veins uh, makes it happen. And, uh, and Cooper Cup is, is an absolute stud. I mean, that's uh, – <laughs> that's. I don't yeah. know how you stop that guy. I mean, you know, I, I have a high opinion of Devontae Adams as, as the number one receiver in the league, but uh, Cooper Cup's definitely a top five. I'd have to look at, you know, I'd have to look around the league a bit, but this year specifically, I mean, Cooper's definitely in the top two this year at least. Um, amazing year for him. Yeah, I mean, he surpassed Isaac Bruce with most reception yards in the season in the Rams history with – 1,829 when you're surpassing guys like Isaac Bruce you're doing great things in the season so and the Ravens man after giving up over 500 yards to the Bengals last week they had to come out and try to stop somebody because it was not looking good Huntley came in had it it wasn't a great performance but it was a strong performance I don't know what you do with him after this year I mean Lamar Jackson you can't get rid of him he's great Maybe another team goes after Huntley. I think his contract's up after this year. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, contract is up. He's a restricted free agent, so that's kind of a gray area of like, you know, I'm not really sure how that's going to play out because of the fact that, um, you know, they can tender him and, um, you know, they can they can obviously pay him if he wants to stay there. He can stay there. I mean, there's just so many different things you can go through, so many different options. So. I'd really just kind of be interested to see, uh, you know, what happens there, what they decide to do and everything, but um, not, not entirely sure. I mean, speaking of teams that need a quarterback, uh, you know, if, if Hunley is out there and available, uh, man, if he could go to either New Orleans or the Panthers for that matter, I mean, that'd be pretty impressive. And um, really that game was, was pretty interesting in itself. Um, Saints win it. 18 to 10 um, game was close pretty much the whole game. So um, nothing too crazy there, but uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, the fact that Darnold played the whole game, didn't exactly look phenomenal or anything, but got the job, uh, you know, apparently and, and, you know, did some decent work. Uh, Hubbard 17 carries, 3.2 pretty pedestrian um so i mean obviously without mccaffrey they're just not the same team and um probably my biggest thing that i'm shocked by is with dj moore terrence marshall robbie anderson all those guys i mean even shy smith i mean he's obviously not a top guy but i mean he's still good um you know with all those things i, I was just really shocked that the, the receivers and the passing game couldn't produce more on the saints end of thing things <clears throat> I think uh, I think the biggest thing for me was just the fact that that defense is uh, is really the the staple of their success. Um, not really too much else to write on about. I mean, Taysom Hill actually looked good, whether you want to say as a quarterback or a runner. Um, I was surprised Kamara had such a few yards. That's definitely something that I thought was a little interesting, although he did really well in the passing game. 
and uh, Callaway. Um, you know, it kind of kind of makes me wonder if he's kind of the next Mark uh, Marcus Colston or you know something like that. I mean, he seems like he's coming on pretty strong. Um, do you, he resemble anybody that you uh, you have in mind? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's funny you said that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Michael Thomas will come back next year or not. Yeah, I, I think the like he, uh, he gets there and you think he's ready, and then it's like, oh well, he's not fully healed yet, and I, so I don't know what kind of injury he's had the past two years. But it's, yeah, I, like I kind of feel like it reminds me a little bit of like Odell or uh, other things like that, where like you know he just doesn't seem happy there, and he's almost kind of I don't want to say he's making things up because I mean I'm sure he's losing a quite a bit of money and some of those other things, but he just. Does it come off to me as somebody who wants to be in New Orleans anymore? Been there his almost his whole career, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't think that. It's not like he's not been surrounded by good people. So yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on. Um man, the uh the Drew Lockled Broncos uh lose to the Chargers. Who would have seen that one coming, right? No. Uh the ironic part is uh Drew Locke was 18 and 25 for 245 and a touchdown. Uh that's a pretty dang good game. I mean, that's it's a better statistics than guys like Ryan Tannehill put out today, uh, you know, on that day. So um, you know, pretty, pretty interesting, really. And the running backs um, you know, combined for almost hundred yards as well. So are the you know, on the ground. So um really not a not a terrible performance, but I think. Um, when you're going against Justin Herbert and those guys, I mean, you just got to be able to produce more. Um, I'm thinking every facet of the game, really, they were just able to just do a little bit more maybe is, is kind of the, the feeling I got from it. Yeah. Uh, but the Broncos, they've got the – I don't know. You look at the other quarterback situations and you think, oh, they're really bad. But I think people overlook this one sometimes. It's just they have weapons at receiving core that should be making 1,000-yard seasons, and they're not getting anything. But they have great running game to back it up. So if they can find their quarterback situation next year, hopefully they do, then they should be good. On the Chargers side of the ball, man, that offense is so powerful. Herbert, he surpassed Rivers for the most passing touchdowns in the season for the Chargers with 35. So that's a good feat. So yeah. We'll, should see him well, in I the think, playoffs. Uh, I think they were actually talking about as well that – I, I believe it was Herbert is now like third or fourth fastest to like, you know, um, 6,000 and something yards or something, you know, some odd number. I, I don't remember exactly what the statistic was, but pretty much like the grouping was, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Dan Marino, and um, John Elway or something. And, you know, I mean, if that's the company you're keeping us, that's, that's obviously not a bad company. So, um, pretty impressive there. Um, Austin Eckler, holy cow. It was funny, just two or three years ago, he was a backup running back, and now look at him. He's one of the best in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the more complete running backs, in my opinion, too. And uh, Justin Jackson is um, – he's he's no slouch either. You know, I think he gets the no. job done pretty pretty well. And I think, I think those two running backs are quite different as well. So, um, you know, pretty pretty impressive in that regard. And – um, pretty pretty interested to see what they do in the playoffs. If they make it, obviously they'll have to play uh play Oakland. But you know, if I had to pick one or the other, I kind of kind of lean towards the Chargers just because I feel like 
the Chargers at their best are better than the Raiders at their best. That's that's kind of my opinion oh, of it. For so sure. um, now the game that surprised me the most, um, but I have probably the least to say about it is the Cardinals, who I kind of had counted out, uh, upset the Cowboys in Jerry World. The Cowboys are, you know, they're looking like world beaters against the the football team, which I mean that says a lot right in itself. Um, but turn around and, and, you know, lay an egg against the Cardinals. I mean, obviously the score's close and stuff, but I felt like the Cardinals controlled most of the game, looked good most of the game. Um, and really Dallas just had a late surge. Um, yeah, I mean, Dak played well. I just, I mean, Elliott had 16 yards carrying. You can't do that. He is supposed to be one of the more prolific running backs in the league, but he didn't show up today. I don't know if something went on or if he was hurt and we didn't know about it, or maybe it was just a game situation. I don't know. The Cardinals, they hadn't been playing that well, so when they come into this game, I was thinking, oh, well, the Cowboys defense is going to you know, shut them down, but nope. Cardinals came well, in swinging. And I think something that's kind of a misconception is everybody talks about how good Diggs is, Diggs, 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 so phenomenal, so great, next great corner, all that. Um, Diggs is allowed more than 1,000 yards this year. I mean – he makes a lot of plays, but he gives up a lot of yards. You know, he's not like a Stephen Gilmore or something like that, where he may get three or four interceptions, but you're, you know, he's, he's given up less than 500 yards a year, 300 yards a year, what have you, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to give you quite a lot. I mean, that's kind of how he has his success. You know, he may blow a play here or there, but then when he gets that play, He's probably pick six and under picking it for big yards, which leads to scores for the Cowboys. Um, you know, Murray didn't didn't give you know give those type of opportunities, and you know Dak did play pretty well, or you know wasn't bad by any means. But the biggest thing to me is, you know, twenty yards on the ground, two twenty six through the air for him, three touchdowns. So you know, not only is he leading in the passing, he's leading in the rushing, which is you know absolutely embarrassing for the Cowboys, um, but. You know, oh, what do you think of the Cowboys right now? Oh, the great running or the uh, the great receivers, the great defense, all that. Well, you know, C.D. Lamb had 51 yards. Michael Gallup had 36 yeah. yards. Amari Cooper had 18 yards. I mean, talk about your stars not showing up. Ezekiel Elliott, Which, 16 yards in the running game. Cooper, 18 in the passing game. I mean, they're you know, are those not your top guys at those positions? I mean, just really embarrassing and um, – yeah, Gallup did get hurt, though, I believe, in this game. So Yeah, really... I, I, I actually was going to say that's probably the more worrisome part is not only did he get hurt, but it was a knee injury, and I'd hate to I'd hate to think that that could be the end of his year. I mean – On a touchdown don't... pass at that. Yeah, yeah, and, and you just don't know. But, um, but yeah, the, that was kind of the big takeaway for me is that the Cowboys – couldn't produce enough in the key in the key spots or the or the key contributors couldn't couldn't produce enough and the last thing i'll say about it probably the biggest thing is uh you know this felt like you know when mike mccarthy was the coach of the packers no running game no mm -hmm. running game you know so uh you know old habits tend to tend to stick with you i feel yeah uh speaking of uh the packers um, just taking care of business at home. Um, really, I felt like when I was watching that game that the Vikings got down uh, in the second half um, after, you know, the first half or sorry, not second half, second quarter, first half, first 
half was <laughs> a little slow. <laughs> Sorry, a little <laughs> slow. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Packers kind of tacked on a couple points here and there and uh, really were able to score uh, towards the end of the half twice that really kind of, I felt like made that game, like it, you know, felt unreachable already. And I just could tell watching in the body language and everything else, it just seemed like the Vikings just had already given up at that point. Um, you know, the rest of the time Packers do put up a couple points and the, the Vikings do put kind of some garbage time points up there. But um, I mean, did you really expect anything different? I mean, I, I think the biggest question at that point wasn't whether the Vikings were going to win or lose. I mean, especially without Kirk Cousins, but, you know, wasn't whether they were going to win or lose at this point. It's kind of like, is Green Bay resting their starters in the last week of the season? Or are they going to play them? Or, you know, what are their what are their plans? Because they've, they've had the number one seed locked up for a while now. So all they did was solidify it. Um, and, and, you know, kind of finishing out um, – the end of the week here is uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. And that game is looking to come to a close here. And it looks like uh, Ben will get that uh, last one at Heinz Field. So um, no shock there. And I think that was something we both agreed on. Oh, yeah. We knew that they weren't going to lose this game. Even, you know, being a good rival, rival game on a Monday night, we – Everybody's going to come together and give Big Ben that last victory at Heinz Field. We knew that for sure. Yeah, and I mean, the the kind of ironic thing is actually, you know, Ben, 24 for 46 and a buck 23, a touchdown and interception. I mean, obviously nothing to write home about. Um, but Najee Harris, basically 30 carries for almost 200 yards. I mean, uh, if that's not, you know, December, January, Pittsburgh football, I don't know what is. So I think if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you're definitely excited for the potential of next year. I don't know, uh, you know, at the end of this year, what's what's going on, what you're going to be looking for, and all those type of things. But um, I would I would be building around Harris if I were them. That's for sure. Um, on the Browns end of things, uh, I've said this once, and I will continue to say it. Bakerfield isn't the or uh, Baker Mayfield is not the uh, is not the answer. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps everything up for the day. If you like it, please uh, follow us, and we'll put out more content for you. So, hope everybody has a good day. Thank you.